All righty. Hello, everyone. We are back with our second episode of the ASU podcast, As You Make Your Way. I'm your host, Sienna Chu, and with me today, we have Morella. Morella is a fourth-year student, and I'm going to let you introduce yourself a little bit more. You can talk a little bit about your program and what you've done a little bit in your undergrad. Hi, everyone. I'm Morella. I'm a fourth year here at U of T. Um, for those wondering, and I think y'all are all wondering about this, what am I studying? I'm a double major in criminology and sociolegal studies and political science. Now, I know y'all are wondering. That's a mouthful. I know it is. It's the question I always get. Um, I, so far, it's been really interesting. I think you guys, if you're into a lot of the research, a lot of like what's going on now, if you really like the study of crime and how crime basically affects everything, both really interesting subjects to take. Something that Morella and I kind of wanted to touch upon today is picking out your post. I don't know what your experience was like in first year Morella, but maybe you can share a little bit about what that process is like and how you settled on your programs. I know that for me, I'm in life science and there's so many different options. I just like kept reading um, the descriptions on the website and truthfully, like I don't think the descriptions are that uh, in depth. And so it felt quite blind when I was picking my programs happily, like, thankfully I'm happy where I am, but maybe you can talk about, you know, what were things that you factored in when you were making your decision? No, that's definitely the, one of the concerns that I had as well is like, it's, it's hard to decipher what the program actually entails just from like a small blurb. And it's that small blurb doesn't even touch upon half the stuff or even more than half the stuff you learn. Um, my first year, I'm a social science student for all of you that all of you that are listening. And I took mostly like my first year, I took like French, I took philosophy, history, sociology, psychology, political science, obviously, and philosophy. And those are the kind of like general first year courses that you take if you're in the social sciences or humanities, if you're trying to go into that as well. Um, I kind of went with what I found interesting and what um, appealed to me the most. I mean, I knew political science off the bat was something that I'm just genuinely passionate about. And it's, I've always loved working or talking about politics, working, working in and around politics, the study of political theory as well. I love anything that encompasses that. And that's kind of led me into like why I wanted to major in political science as well is because I had such a big passion, even specifically for the Canadian government and how governments around the world, internationally, globally, how smaller governments work with each other, with larger, like the federal government. So kind of why I went into political science and why I chose that as like my first major. Um, now, when it came to criminology, this was a, not to say that I was dead set on this major. I was actually scared and I thought I didn't get in. Um, if for those of you that are listening, criminology is one of the programs where it's like a type three, if they still have the type uh, casting when it comes to programs. Type three is considered where you need certain grades and certain courses and you can only apply in a certain time frame. And not to say that I'm like a smart student, I'd like to think I am, but at the time, it's first year, you're all trying to get your footing. And I, I'm not to say that I didn't do my best, I did. Um, and I'm happy that I got in. And it's like, you can't really take courses to be in crim. You just kind of got to go off of what other people are talking about. I went to a few like info sessions to see if it's like the type of program that I'd be interested in. Um, I was also considering history and sociology because I have 
a great love for understanding the past and how like everything just plays together. Um, so kind of why I wanted to go into like crim and criminology, just because it's also the socio-legal studies and it encompasses like everything with crime. Um, happy that I'm actually in the program. It's quite interesting. It's, I would say it's nowhere near what people originally tell you it's going to be where you study crime and criminal law and it's just crime. It's further from the truth. And I, I kind of like how I'm going about everything so far in it. I think that's so awesome that you touched upon this idea of when you pick your program, you kind of have this idea, maybe coming from your high school experience of what you think the program is going to encompass and what is the scope and focus. I know that like, for me, I like taking genetics in in high school, i.e. I like doing Punnett squares and figuring out traits. But when I got to university and I took molecular genetics, I realized, oh, it's also a lot of like genome-wide studies. It's a lot of computation. It's a lot of like comparing. And it also is a lot of like... um, phylogenetic trees and comparing, you know, things. And I didn't realize that that's actually what genetics is like present day. This is what is useful for research. So within political science and also within criminology, can you expand a little bit more about for each of those programs, what was something that you realized was a big part of the program that you didn't realize was going to be, you know, something so hugely that you focused on? Um, I feel like it, this might be an obvious answer, but I'm not sure if it is obvious or even if I'm going to be answering it right. But the topic of uh, social justice and inequality and diversity and injustice, all all of those, de- technically the subject of like racism, discrimination, all, all of that. Um, now, it's kind of obvious with the subject that that's something that, but the way the university and the way that the courses that I've specifically selected both criminology and political science, the way they've addressed these issues has been something that I never thought that like I would be talking about. I mean, for someone who loves to learn, this was really eye-opening and how how affecting, like how how these these injustices affect us. And it was a really big change on my life. And it kind of put me in like a questioning period of like the mm. type of person that I am, the role that I have in my society and how I want to give back and how I want to help, you know, maybe resolve some of these issues. Now I know to say resolve some of these issues is quite big, but I loved to want to see why we have this problem and how we can kind of make it a bit better or to make it more bearable. And I think that's something that both the CRIM and the political science programs do is that they show you different ways, different methods, different research, different outlooks, different countries as well, what's worked for them, what hasn't worked for them. And it's something that it, it's taken me so much to learn. Like it's like, I wouldn't imagine going into like second year, everything was still generalized. But when you go into like your third and fourth years and you're in those specialization courses and it you can see everything literally come together. It's not like they're separate. I find it interesting how like these courses work so hand in hand and it's something that I think that it's really weird for students to experience that because they don't really experience that in first and second year. It's all like general. They're just teaching you bare, bare basics. And I'm happy that like in your if you guys do get to your third and fourth year, you'll see. I hope you see that like intermingling of courses and the contents and the subjects because it's really, it's amazing. It like, it, it, it still keeps me to shock this day, especially when I'm writing. Cause like those topics apply to other papers that I'm working on as well. 
Mm-hmm. That's really awesome. I'm really glad that you're having that experience in your program and you're seeing how everything is like coming together. And I know that we're both in our fourth year and we're, we're seeing now like, ah, like this is what the foundation was for and kind of along those lines. Um, something that I tell like first year, second year, life size students all the time now is the skill that I wish I had started building really early on was reading research papers. So if you're a science student, you're in life science um, for sure, you're going to spend a lot of time reading those papers and they're long, they're full of technical terms. And I remember being afraid of them in first year. Like I would avoid them like the plague. If I didn't have to read a primary research paper, I would try not to. And that was like a big mistake. Like I was afraid, which is why I was like, oh, hide from them. But when I'm in my fourth year now and I'm taking um, several courses that are quite journal discussion based where we read papers and just talk about them, um, I realized that they're so much fun. It is so much fun reading those papers and truly what helps you get better at them is just doing it. It's just reading it even more than going to class. Like not to say that class is not helpful, but what I would say is like the way to build the skill is not so much to build your, your natural foundation through taking classes because each paper is quite specific. It's more like gaining the skill of, you know, reading the paper and understanding what information from it is important. So kind of like along those same lines, Marilla, is there like a skill that you either have been building for all four years or you wish you started building earlier that really helps you succeed? I think the skill there, I might touch upon like one or two, just because it, it, these, these two are specifically something that I've struggled with, especially, mm-hmm. uh, uh, growing up with, uh, immigrant parent, immigrant parents. So English is not technically my first, uh, it, it is my first language, but it's not primarily spoken in my house as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to emphasize the fact that, uh, throughout my life, I struggled with English composition and writing. Um, And it's been something that I've been always like growing and trying to better excel in. And I'm happy to say that it's only started in my second, third and fourth year. I started doing well on my papers. And when you mentioned that, like it's try, try again, and it's practice, practice, practice. That's literally all that it is when it comes to writing. Um, And I've seen that through my own like personal experience. I used to be someone like way when I was young, I used to get D's and C's when it comes to writing. Now I'm getting like at the university level, like B's and A's. And I'm kind of happy about that because it's seeing like major improvement. And I think those who are listening to this, how you talk about how practicing and it's reading, it's the same thing with writing. I learned that it's okay to have like several drafts. And I mean, like several, like if you have like 10, it's okay it's all that it is, is it's practice. Because I think the one common misperception at U of T is that you need it like one and done. That's not the case. It's like, they want to make sure that you've thought about it, that you've put the time and the effort. And I think that's something that I also even want to touch upon as well is like the time. And it's like learning how to manage your time, keep your time as well. Cause like, I mean, yeah, it's a more laid back environment, but you have to make sure that like you're taking depending on what courses you're taking or what program you're in, you're taking from like four to like six or seven courses. And you have people who've taken a lot, uh, a heavier course load. So I think the, the one key thing I'll also say is like time management as well. And it's learning how to like go to office hours, talk to professors, do your work, understand all the assignments, make time to like 
go to a writing center if you want to improve as well. And it's like having all of those skills, like it's, it, I, as I say this, like, I know it's, we only said more like one, but like, you need to learn how, like, I think those are essential. It's just the practice, 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 and then time management. Cause I think those are key, especially at the university level, when you're trying to build another foundation to set up your career in the future, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I also think like along those lines, something that I've definitely struggled with a lot in my first and second year is like saying no, but also saying yes to like myself and yes to my studies. And I felt like in first and second year, you know, if someone was asking for a favor, like they really needed me and I couldn't let them down. And I would oftentimes like say yes at the risk of like losing time to work on something else or do something else. And it's a really hard balance to find, but I think like these are the kinds of things that you slowly will gain over your time and you just have to keep practicing it and remembering like, it's okay. Like everyone is here just trying to make the best decision in the moment, depending on what information they currently have on hand. And so, you know, as long as you feel like when you made that decision, it was the best one you could have made at that time. I think that you can be feeling content that, you know, you tried your best, right? Um, so kind of like building more on what you were just talking about, Morella, is there a particular resource or opportunity that you've had that is like specific to academics or specific to your program, like an opportunity specific to your program that has been extremely meaningful to you in your undergraduate career and has helped you in pursuing your academics? I think the one, the first thing I'm going to also stress, uh, writing centers, and because you also touched upon like saying no and whatnot. So I'm going to say writing centers and then the men, like wellness and the the in the Koffler building how they have the like the mental health resources so I think those two are like essential for your undergrads um just because I know you come into this university and it's like quite stressful and I I do want to like put a big emphasis on that that like put me before before everyone else and I think that's something that people need to like emphasize quite a bit is that uh you come first before anything doesn't matter if it's your studies doesn't matter if it's like commitments you being sane, you being okay, that's a, that's a given. I want to emphasize that. Now, when it comes to like assignments and whatnot, writing centers and like research help, I think that's something that might, I think a lot of people kind of don't use quite a bit. And I want to emphasize it as much as, as I can, that they're there to help you to want to do well on your papers. I can attest to how many times I've gone to writing centers, uh, I've gotten, horrible like a lot of feedback on my assignments being like wow I really suck but seeing that feedback turn into a success I think is the most like rewarding thing I have ever seen well for me it's like I, I just feel so happy to see that like wow I put the time I put the effort and I'm doing well and I think that's I mean everybody wants to do well so I think that's something that uh a lot of people should I mean, go and use it. It's like, it's totally free. All you just got to do is book an appointment, sit down since it's, since we're online. I mean, it's all in uh, online as well. Some in person, it's a nice experience to actually go talk to someone about how to improve. Cause at the end of the day, you want to be the best version of you. And I think in different ways you want that, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
And another note on writing centers, I'm about 95% sure that it doesn't matter what college you're in, you can use any writing center. So it doesn't matter if you're St. Mike's like us, or if you're UC, you can just pick the writing center that has appointments and can book you in. I mean, it all depends on the faculty and like who you're, I mean, with my experiences, um, I can only book through St. Mike's just because I am a St. Mike's student. Um, but if you're, uh, I have the perks of also being in criminology and I am allowed to use the Woodsworth College as well um, because they, because it's my faculty and that's technically their home college is Woodsworth. So um, you should be able to go on to your uh, Corcus on your site on Corcus and then it'll have like links of all the accessible places where you can go book your writing appointment. I would say definitely check it out there. Um, if not, always reach out to your registrar or go to a library, see how they can help you. Every library has drop-in hours as well. Mm -hmm. So they will literally just look at your paper, give you feedback, and they'll like send you on your way. Um, and that's something that I want to stress where it's like anybody and everybody can go into those drop-in. those drop-ins. And I've personally attended to a few, not only on this campus, the St. George campus, but uh, I live near Mississauga and I've attended the, some of the writing drop-ins over there. And I says, I said, they will accept anybody and everybody. So that's one thing I want to tell you all about that. Yeah. The other thing is that generally writing appointments can book up quite quickly. So you might want to book ahead of time. And I also feel like it kind of gives you this motivation of like, oh, you set an early deadline for yourself for the writing center to take a look at your paper. And so if you have trouble with um, maybe like you're a procrastinator, like I'm a pro procrastinator too. Um, if that's like your work style, when you set that early deadline, you're like, oh, someone else is also holding me accountable to attend this like um, writing center appointment that can also help you get, you know, jump started on your paper and you're not uh, too stressed out at the end of end of the process. No, I definitely agree with that. I mean, that's how I kind of function as a, a, a human being in general is I like to get things done earlier than later. Now, then again, I, I, I do procrastinate. I mean, I feel like every uni student might procrastinate, but um, I book those, I book my appointments on the purpose that I book it early so I can, I book it early in time and I book it in advance. So I know like, okay, I'm going to be working on it. I have to work on it. I am setting a goal. It's like, whether I like it or not, I need to work it as long as it's for a few hours or an entire day, at least I'm getting that work done and I'm holding myself accountable. So when it comes to that appointment, I'm prepared at least. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amazing. This is my last question for you, Morella. Is there anything else that you would like to share with the listeners of the podcast, whether it is something meaningful from your undergrad or advice that you've learned, you know, anytime over your life that you think would be helpful to students? Wow. Um, hmm. That's a great question. First off, super uh, open-ended. I, I know. <laughs> I know. Really puts you on the spot. Um, I think the one thing that's like meaningful for me, um, I think a lot of people might take this either the wrong way or the right way. I would say get involved. I think, uh, I know we haven't really been talking about like how to get involved, mm -hmm. but I think that's something that a lot of the people at U of T should learn how to do. And because your, your entire life here is not just meant to study. And I think a lot of people think that, um, but I like stress the fact that like get involved in, 
it, it puts like a nice distressor, you know, like a lot of the, I mean, up until school start, up until the semester starts and then hit like October where like exam season technically starts, where people start getting stressed out and it picks up more and then November comes and then reading week. You need to have those other, uh, I don't want to say commitments because they, they technically are commitments, but you need to have those other outlets where you can go to have fun and find something that you like doing to make it feel not like your entire time here is so stressful. Like for me personally, I'm involved uh, in a parish community at the church that I go to and I help out there. And I think that's something that when I'm stressed out with school, I turn to that because there's always something fun going on there. Um, I'm also a commuter down at St. Mike's. So I just love giving back to the community and helping out those who are fellow commuters like me. I mean, I commute like an hour every day, uh, every other day to come to campus and I like giving back to the people here. And then I also like talking to like helping out first years and second years uh, in mentorship programs. So I kind of just want to like, I, I, as I said, I love having those outlets of de-stressing because it it feels like I'm not constantly studying the entire time and I'm talking with other people, getting to know other people. And I think that's the one thing everyone should be doing in U of T is getting to know everyone else because we can get caught up in stress. And at the end of the day, that's not what this is supposed to be. You're supposed to be in university and learn something valuable with your peers around you. And I think that's something that people should really like understand and that they shouldn't take that for granted, especially when you're in university, especially even in Toronto as well. There's mm-hmm. so many fun ways to distress here. Oh my God. That's amazing. I agree. Like so wholeheart, so wholeheartedly. I could not say enough how much the university experience is also about your peers and who you can meet here and what you can learn from another human being, not just from your textbook or from lecture there is so much more to gain and I hope that everyone is looking out and trying to take a hold of those possibilities now because you know I think university is one of the most freeing times for you to really explore with like low um low risk low cost to you just like you know liking something or not liking something so thank you so much Marella for 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 bringing that up like I agree I agree (laughs) (laughs) No, you couldn't have said it. You couldn't have said it even better. It's just you can do it so accessibly here, especially because you're in. And I want to say that's because the location as well. But it's just so much easier to do it at here than it is anywhere else. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing y'all should keep in mind. Mm -hmm. Amazing, amazing. Thank you so much, Morella, for joining us on the podcast. It was so amazing to hear about your experience and your programs. I know that everyone has their own unique experience. And I love that you can really emphasize and have such a great appreciation for the writing centers. I know that many students use it, but I hope that even more can know that that's something that they can like use in multiple ways to help them with reaching their academic goals and their writing goals. And it's open for any program. Like even if you're a science student and you have to write um, an essay, like you can still use the writing center. It's not just for humanities or social sciences. So that was so amazing. No, thank you for having me. It was my pleasure coming in to speak to, to you and hopefully those who are listening as well. 
We love it. All righty. Thank you so much, everyone who's listening to the podcast. We will see you again soon. Please keep your eye out for even more guests like Morella, who will be sharing about their experiences and what they've learned here at U of T.